<laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, February 24th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the OK Beast Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. So are we are we all in agreement that Heath Ledger's Joker is what took The Dark Knight to the next level? Like, is that what made that movie incredible? Well, the movie in general is incredible. So before we like, get going, more importantly, we need to know the connection of the Olsen's twins to Heath Ledger's death. <laughs> Because that is where that's what we were that was the argument before we were going live, I really, as because I remember we all remember somehow one of them was connected. I didn't I, see. I didn't know they're connected at all. And then Kevin, Kevin said I remember this. For a second, I thought Kevin meant and that I one thought, of the Olsen twins. Died. I could have sworn it was that concerned. they own the apartment he died in. No, weren't they dating him at the, one of them? One of Here's why. They weren't the they dating? Him I'm reading from <laughs> accessonline.com. Mary Kate Olsen's connection to Heath Ledger's death finally revealed. Uh, while neither of the Olsen twins own the apartment Heath Ledger was found in, the link to Mary Kate Olsen has finally been revealed. Uh, the masseuse who, was, who found Ledger's body uh, and called 911 called Mary Kate before calling 911. What? She says she when she when he was there and he wouldn't answer his phone. She eventually went into the room, found him on the on the bed unconscious, and then picked up the actor's cell phone and dialed Mary Kate in California, who Ledger had programmed on speed dial, to ask what should do what he, what she should do, knowing Ledger and Olsen were friends. But now news comes that he, the Heath and oh they might have been more than friends. They were casually dating, as Kevin said. Okay, there you go. Could yeah, you imagine? I always being so <laughs> stupid. Yeah, so stupid. You, you walk into context? someone's room and you're like, "This fucking guy looks dead." Let me Better call, call his girlfriend. Let me call Mary Kate. Better call his girlfriend. <laughs> what do I do? She said, "Call nine one one." You guys, you guys are being silly. I'm sure she grabbed the phone, like held down a number because she's freaking out. There's a dead body there. I don't know if you've ever seen a dead body. I've seen many. No, you haven't. And uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> there you go. Now you're talking. But you call Mary Kate Olsen. That's not how it she works. didn't mean to. She, it was she definitely mean to, and then she said, what do I do? Apparently, according to this. That sirens See, could you imagine being Mary Kate Olsen and somebody calling you and being like, California, the masseuse calls you. Your casually dating boyfriend is face down on the bed, not responding. What do I do? I don't fucking know. He's probably faking. That's what she probably Remember in, what's that movie? 10 Things I Hated? No, that's... Mary Kate wasn't in that. You're thinking of Julia Stiles. No, I'm thinking... You're thinking of Full House. Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger was in 10 Things I Hated About You. That's a good movie. It was a good movie, right? Re- taming of the Shrew, right? Retelling of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kept under, yeah. They kept that in a wrap, so they didn't yeah, want to scare yeah, away yeah. the kids, you know? Clueless, you know? The movie Clueless? What? He wasn't in that. Paul Rudd was in that. Ant-Man. It's true. Alicia Silverstone saw her in the lodge. I digress. It's actually a huge video game news day. Oh, we did. Uh, it's actually a huge video game news day. We probably shouldn't waste so much time talking about this, but you already know it because you clicked on the headline. Uh, lodge is a thumbs up, Kevin. Whoa! T- typical horror, horror, horror movie things where at the end you're like, that was a really fun, tense ride, but it's like, well, what about this part? What about that part? Oh, yeah. Like, no, yeah. you got to forget about exactly. that sort of thing. Uh, let's stop talking about movies and Mary-Kate and dead celebrities, though. Instead, let's talk about Xbox Series X details, why you won't need to buy Cyberpunk twice on Xbox, and PlayStation 5 controller rumors, because this... It's kind of funny games daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can go there, ask us questions, leave your comments, give us your squad up requests to play video games with the community. But more importantly, you can support us there, get the show ad free, and get it each and every day with the exclusive post show. However, you can also watch live twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. 
housekeeping for you. Uh, tomorrow's the big day, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't listened to PS I Love You XOXO, uh, there's a new episode out tomorrow as well, but I digress. Really what's happening is we have the first ever PS I Love You Playdate tomorrow night. You can come play Firewall Zero Hour on PlayStation VR with me, Blessing, Kevin, David from Upload VR. Kevin, you're doing it. I already said you were. You have to do it. I'm, remember, I'm going to a movie. I'm watching. You got to cancel it. Can't see what are you watching? Got to can- Oh, you can't see. What are you, you going to see? Come? Wait, what is it? No, I can't talk. about you it. You can't talk about oh. it. Star Wars is new Star I mean, Wars. Can I go? No, there's no new Star Wars. Yeah, they make it. Yeah, the- you can probably go. I got one extra ticket. Oh, we'll talk after this. You don't want to play at the okay. community. That's how you're gonna do the community dirty, huh? What has the community ever done for me? <laughs> wow! Wow! The <laughs> truth <laughs> comes out. <laughs> Anyways, uh, remember Firewall Zero Hours free on PlayStation Plus this month. We're gonna play it tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific. It'll be us and the developers. Some of us, me at least, and David at least from Upload VR. You can watch his live stream, YouTube.com/slash/UploadVR. Uh, we'll be in the beginning with him there no, at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, then this is an ad read from uh, one, though not an ad read, a promotional read from the one and only Barrett Courtney. I, I just have to do what it says. Hey, listen. As some as you know, boss baby Barrett Courtney <laughs> has spent most of the past year playing every major Zelda game. And because of your support on Patreon back in January, he has been <coughs> got a granola. Got a granola mm. in me. Uh, he feels- has been working on Zelda in review, uh, an in review special where Barrett reviews every Zelda game he played, ranks each game, and rediscovers what makes The Legend of Zelda so special. Zelda in review comes out on the third anniversary of Breath of the Wild, March 3rd. That's next Tuesday as a YouTube premiere at 2 p.m. Pacific time on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Make sure to come watch as we premiere Zelda in review and hang out in the chat as Barrett answers questions and talks to you even more about The Legend of Zelda. Um, Kevin, check if you can do a live stream at the same time as a YouTube premiere, because that would be cumbersome for the Game Over Greggy Show I, podcast. I, I think Whatever. so. Okay, just make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you to our Patreon producers, James Davis, David Mindtel, Mindfreak, Mohammed Mohammed, the nanobiologist, Frank Furter, uh, Blackjack, Patrick Higgins, Travis Gajkowski, Drew Garnier Frutis, Dominic Shorter, uh, Jeannie Burnt, uh, Joseph Solar, and Katie Gallagher. Today we're brought to you by the Besties and the Gaming Ride Home podcast. But I'll tell you about that later. For now! Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Four items on the Roper Report. Uh, Baker's dozen. And let me tell you, four is underselling it. Because, oh, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, out the gate today, Xbox Series X specs from the one and only Phil Spencer. Setting the gaming world on fire, blessing. Greg, I woke up this morning. Yeah. I looked at my phone. I saw the words smart delivery. And I knew it was going to be a great day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bless, there's so much here that I, I've noted it on here. We're going to take it like we're doing a, a play in school. Okay. Where we each have parts now to read, all right? Oh, okay. I think, I think we should probably uh, read as we go and d- discuss and you know dissect. Gotcha. All right? I'm so down for I'll it. start here. Uh, Phil had a whole bunch of stuff, you know, flowery words in the front. But like I said, it's already so long. Let's jump to the end of his flowery words. We've been using the Xbox Series X in our internal take-home program and are energized by the feedback we've been receiving. At Xbox, we value being open and transparent with you, and I'm proud to be able to share details about some of the technologies we are enabling for the next generation, and look forward to boldly boldly sharing more as we head towards E3. They are going to E3, confirmed. They're not going anywhere, don't worry. Uh, A superior balance of power and speed. Next generation custom processor. Xbox Series X is our most powerful console ever, powered by our custom design processor, leveraging AMD's latest Zen 2 and RDNA 2 architectures, delivering four times the processing power of an Xbox One and enabling developers to leverage 12 ter- teraflops, T flops, a drug. 12? 
12, yep. I said, T-flops, of GPU graphics processing unit performance, twice that of the Xbox One X, and more than eight times the original Xbox One. Xbox Series X delivers a true generational leap in processing and graphics power, with cutting-edge techniques resulting in higher frame rates, larger, more sophisticated game worlds, and an immersive experience unlike anything in console gaming. Variable rate shading, that's VRS. Our patented form of VRS empowers developers to make efficiently, I'm sorry, to more efficiently utilize the full power of the Xbox Series X. Rather than spending GPU cycles uniformly to every Uniformly to every single pixel on the screen, they can provide they can prioritize individual effects on specific game characters or important environmental objects. This technique results in more stable frame rates and higher resolution with no impact on the final image quality. Hardware accelerated DirectX ray tracing. You can expect more dynamic and realistic environments powered by hardware accelerated DirectX ray tracing, a first for console gaming. This means true-to-life lighting, accurate reflections, and realistic acoustics in real time as you explore the game world. This thing's going to be expensive, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> All I see is dollar cents. I yeah. don't understand what the fuck they're talking about. I mean, for them to say it's, it's twice as powerful... Uh, or maybe they're saying it has twice as much processing power as the Xbox One graphics X. Pro- processing unit. Graphics yeah. processing yeah. units. Uh, that sounds really impressive. Yeah. Right. Twelve. They said twelve times the of the original Xbox yep. unit. Uh, I mean, that sounds pretty cool. I mean, I'm, I'm all, I'm sound, all no. Weird. I mean, that sounds awesome. Yeah. It's, it, we've talked about this a million times on these shows, right? Is that I think the reason I'm a console gamer is because I don't have to worry about this. When yeah. you start talking about GPUs and clock speeds and this stuff, I understand that's important. I understand that's why Fran plays on PC. I get it. Xbox is out there doing it. I understand that 12 is better than what was 10.1. Kind of funny.com slash you're wrong for Google Stadia when they when they had their thing. I'm like, we're the most powerful console. Oh, and Xbox yeah. like, ah, fuck you. I'm Phil Spencer. Yeah. Like, I get it. I understand what's happening. Uh, it's as usual. I mean, like, even from what we saw at Game Awards, right, with the Senua stuff, how good that looked. Yeah. And then what we've seen uh, with Ninja Theory, you know, uh, when they were using ray tracing and recreated that, that, uh, uh, staircase from that you know thing where mm-hmm. me and Gary were like, oh well, clearly this, this is, is fake. this is FMV, yeah. and I was like, no, you morons, this is how they're actually doing it. I get the importance of that. I like what I'm hearing in terms of hey, this is going to be top of the line. It's going to be that, but then it does come down to how much is going to cost. Yeah, which I still think I think this is probably going to come out to five hundred dollars. That's kind of where so? I'm at for this. Yeah, because that's where we've been estimating PlayStation, right? Yes, given right. that 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 those units will cost $450 to manufacture yeah. on top of like whatever the other costs are going to be to produce that thing. Now, uh, only going off of the scuttlebutt, right? Like, yeah. I remember when people had already in back channels started talking. I'm sorry. Nanobiologist says it was 10.7 teraflops. For oh. Standard. I apologize. Still more. Wow. Still more over here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, when people started talking about uh, what the Series X would be and what the PlayStation 5 would be, there was that conversation, I remember, that was a rumor and speculation, obviously, but that the Xbox Series X was going to be so goddamn powerful that it was going to cost so much and that the PlayStation 5 would be less to hit a more consumer-friendly price point. Now that we're sitting here going PlayStation 5 with this rumor of how much it costs, right, mm-hmm. is going to net out, what, at 499 now, Probably, you yeah. think, instead of 470 which is a weird price point, four ninety nine ninety nine, right? That does make me really question, does this go up to 500 Or, I'm sorry, 599 yeah, yeah. Or does it do, does it do uh, 550 $549.99? I mean, how much do we really know about the... We don't really know much about the teraflops in the PS5, right? No, like, yeah, I mean, I I mean you, you, obviously, we've... This has been the weird thing, right? Where, play, like, somebody's like, oh, my God, I saw it on uh, the response to... 
Nibo had this up. I mean, everybody had this up today, but Nibo had it up, and somebody's like, PlayStation 5's been so quiet now, it's because they have nothing to say, and they're dying or whatever. And somebody's like, what are you talking about, right? And they yeah. threw up the CES graphic that was, you know, 3D audio sound, haptic adapt- adaptive triggers, ultra-high yeah. speed SSD, ra- uh, hardware-based ray tracing, ultra HD Blu-ray, right? And then Eurogamer has the whole rundown, too, of uh, 4K, you know, Blu-ray, uh, 8K support over here. Uh, all the, you know, stuff there, too. Yeah, like, I don't have doubts that the PS5 might be able to compete with the Xbox One or Xbox Series X in terms of power and fidelity. Like that's not really my my big fear. My big fear here. Um, for me, this this whole portion of uh, their laydown, right, their mm-hmm. article here, I think is kind of the least interesting stuff. Like, it's very much like big dick, big dick energy of them like swinging around, being like, hey, you know, look forward to next gen. We're going to be able to make bigger games. We're going to be able to make games with bigger processing or more processing power. Um, more power, all that great stuff. I think everything else is actually the stuff that strikes me as way more interesting. I 100% agree with you. When I, when we talk about this top section, I think it is you know the usual thing of like, okay, cool, that all sounds great. None of that matters till I see it in action. I'm playing a game. Yeah. It, it looks beautiful and it's rage, and, which we kind of saw with Ninja Theory. But I'm with you. So yeah, like continue I, on. Well, I was gonna say I look. You wish that they had some kind of video to kind yeah. of display like what all of this means, right? Like we know. We have a passing idea of ray, not even a passing idea, right? We know what ray tracing looks like. We know what that is. We have a we we have an idea of what more power could mean, but I think putting it to a screen would probably help a lot more with of course a lot of which of course is out. why you have E three exactly. If this is this is again what we've talked about with how PlayStation is handling this. Of course, that hey, get out with all the boring wired articles, all the you know nuts and bolts stuff that doesn't necessarily mean something but you yeah. want people to understand that so that when digital foundry sees this and they're able to go oh my god like this is actually really cool you understand that's cool then show it at e3 and blow everybody away yeah so to continue immersion in an instant the next console generation will be defined by more playing and less waiting and when play begins we know many gamers demand ultra low latency to be as immersed and precise as possible to this end the team analyzed every step between player and a game and game from controller to console to display and asked how we could make it faster and they have they have bullet points here right first bullet point ssd storage with our next generation ssd nearly every aspect of playing games is improved game worlds are larger more dynamic and load in a flash and fast travel is just that fast next bullet point quick resume the new the new quick resume feature lets you continue multiple games from a suspended state almost instantly return returning you to where you returning you to where you were and what you were doing without waiting through long loading screens. Next bullet point, dynamic latency input, input, also known as DLI. We're optimizing latency in the player-to-console pipeline, starting with our Xbox wireless controller, which leverages our high-bandwidth proprietary wireless communication protocol when connected to the console. With dynamic latency input, input, a new feature which synchronizes input immediately with what is displayed, control, controls are even more precise and responsive. Next bullet point, HDMI 2.1 innovation. We've partnered with the HDMI forum and TV manufacturers to enable the best gaming experience through features such as auto, uh, auto low latency mode, otherwise Sirens known as ALLM, and variable ref- refresh rate, VRR. ALLM allows Xbox One and Xbox Series X to automatically set the connected display to its lowest latency mode. VRR synchronizes the display's refresh rate to the game's frame rate, maintaining smooth visuals without tearing, ensuring minimal lag and the most responsive gaming experience. Last bullet point, 120 FPS support. With support for up to 120 FPS, Xbox Series X allows developers to exceed standard 60 FPS output in favor of heightened realism or fast-paced action. What oh. gets you tingly right away? Oh man, a lot of it actually. Like the, I mean, we knew about the SSD, right? Yeah. I think the main thing that actually sticks out to me, even though this seems basic, but I think it's 
really cool is the quick resume. Sure. Right? The idea of because right now, right, we can kind of pick up uh, from where we left one off. Game. Yeah, with one game, right? Yeah. The idea that I can have multiple games and be able to switch between games and all of them are I guess running in the background or in a suspended state in the background and being yeah. able to kind of come back uh, however, like wherever I, I left off, I think it's going to be really convenient. Really I, I cool. think it's, yeah, that's one that you can't overlook uh, how, the importance of it because how many times do you get hit up by somebody who's like, hey, do you want to jump in? We're, we're about yeah. to go play Fortnite. We're about to go play you know, Halo. We're about to play whatever. And you're yeah, like, you're in the middle of a game. Right. And like, you're like, well, I'm playing something single player and so not. Nah, let me get to a save point or if it's that kind of game or uh, let me finish this mission or yada, yada, yada. It's like to not have to worry about that now to just boop, boop pop off come back and then pick right up when they all sign off that's pretty awesome yeah i think that's gonna be pretty cool the 120 fps support i think is really interesting because i don't i don't know much about like fps when it gets to that point mm-hmm. right like like you know i'm 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 happy when i get a 60 fps game right i, I get excited because <laughs> i'm like okay cool it's smoother right at a certain point does it doesn't fps like stop mattering to like the human eye like isn't there like a certain and this is a kevin question i feel like yes like what is the highest fps we can actually see kevin do you know? Um, I I think one twenty. Is is it one twenty? Yeah, because I don't I don't think two forty. Your I can't distinguish that. The two forty four is that what the other one is? I don't fucking know. I don't want it looking like the Hobbit. You know, that's all I know. Yeah, I'm cu- I'm curious on how now, much. Some people in the chat are saying one forty four. One forty four. Correct. And then some dudes like sixty nine. But I think that's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> but that's a good joke. I appreciate that's it. No, yeah. I know. I just wanted to put that. Yeah, in. I wonder so how yeah, much of a difference like that makes. Right. Like, I wonder how that feels because sixty fps already feels like okay. No, this is great. One hundred twenty fps seems unfathomable to me but it might be a thing where once you see it you understand can't go it. back yeah 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 for me it's the quick resume sounds awesome uh obviously the overall i think right now painting with a very broad brush for next gen and what i'm excited for fast load times you know the yeah. ssd in general just being able to jump in everything that the playstation's talked about with uh, spider-man everything xbox is talking about right here hell yeah, yeah. Uh, and then latency and stuff where you get into that the control dynamic uh, the dli dynamic latency input right for the controller all right cool that doesn't really affect me i do like this hdmi stuff where allm allows xbox one and xbox series x to automatically set the connected display to its lowest latency mode as again the reason i play console games because i wish they're easy and they understand it and they do it all themselves mm. i'm happy that yeah the xbox is able to look at it and be like okay this is the right thing to do let's just do it even with yeah. the xbox one x right now when i plug it in it's got all the check marks next to things or x's next to them of like can't do that but i'm doing this and i'm doing that i'm like good yeah. I, i'm glad you're smart enough to understand that i don't understand what i'm doing you need to do it yeah for me i think i feel like where we're at so far this is the first time where i feel like this truly is next gen like, it's yeah. been kind of hard to kind of put it into or to, to visualize, like, what more is a new console really adding to the experience, yeah. right? Like, how much more powerful can can these boxes get? We're always used to graphics being the bar, right? So, you're yeah. like, All right, well, they already look great, so what happens next? And so, yeah, it seems like they're finding ways in which they can improve experience, right? By, like, the whole idea of we're trying to make things faster in terms of user experience and in terms of, you know, we have all this power. What can we do with this power? Okay, we'll make stuff run in the background or we'll make the con- – we'll, we'll lower the control latency or we'll do we'll, – we'll find small ways to tweak things in order to make it better in ways that you wouldn't have thought about. I really like that. Okay. Uh, before we move on, looking at this here right now, for your wrong, Kevin, Brian and the nanobiologist wrote in independently of themselves to say a thousand frames per second. The human eye can uh, physiologically detect up to 1,000 frames per second. Is that true? That doesn't sound right. And, that, uh, you, and then the average human tasked with detecting the, hu- with the average human tasked with detecting what frame rate he or she is looking at can accurately guess up to around 150 frames per second. There you go. See? Right, yeah, but at a certain point, it stops mattering. I feel like I feel no like sense. way before a thousand, it stops mattering. Yeah, like what the frame rate is. At one fifty, it sounds like. 
So we have one Dude, let's just all admit, 30 frames per second is fine, and we should just stop there. All right? You're so funny. I like you, dude. Up next, the next generation of game compatibility. Uh, the benefits of the next console generation extend in every direction, bringing greater visual fidelity and improved loading speeds to your existing game late legacy, in addition to new games. We're continuing our commitment to compatibility with Xbox Series X and investing in technology that makes game ownership easier across generations. Four generations of gaming. Our commitment uh, to compatibility means existing Xbox One games, including backwards-compatible Xbox 360 and original Xbox games, look and play better than ever before. Your favorite games, including titles in Xbox Game Pass, benefit from steadier frame rates, faster load times, and improved resolution and visual fidelity, all with no developer work required. Our, your Xbox One gaming accessories also come forward with you. Smart Delivery. This technology empowers you to buy a game once and know that, whether you're playing it on Xbox One or Xbox Series X, you are getting the right version of the game on whatever Xbox you're playing on. We're making the commitment to use smart delivery on all our exclusive Xbox Game Studio titles, including Halo Infinite, ensuring you only have to purchase a title once in order to play the best available version for whichever Xbox console they choose to play, play on. This technology is available for all developers and publishers, and they can choose for you. They can choose to use it for titles that will be re releasing on Xbox One first and come to Xbox Series X later. Then, interrupting Phil Spencer, flying crying elbow out of nowhere like Nick Scarpino, Cyberpunk on Twitter tweeted this morning: "Gamers should never be forced to purchase the same game twice to or pay for upgrades." Owners of Cyberpunk 2077 for Xbox One will receive the Xbox Series X upgrade for free when available. We'll get back to that. Yeah. Xbox Game Pass, this is back to Phil Spencer. In addition to games from across four generations of consoles, our leading game subscription service, Xbox Game Pass, will continue to have our first-party games like Halo Infinite included at their launch. We look forward to millions of you experiencing the Xbox Game Pass portfolio and immersing yourselves in a deep library of high quality games and I'm sorry, a deep high quality games, playing those you love now and also discovering your next great adventure. Does this do it for you, Blessing? Yes, it does. Yeah. I love all this. Yeah. yeah I mean course. I'm a, I'm a big I'm big into backwards compatibility. I love the idea, I love the functionality and I already I, I use it a lot on Xbox, right? Whenever I want to play a game from previous gen or from the Xbox gen, right? That's what you just do with Sonic Generations. Yeah, that's what I do with Sonic Generations because yeah. I'd rather play it like on my system than actually play it on like PS Now, yeah, uh, because I don't like that that latency. Of I totally understand that. What I what I'm curious about is the idea of studios having having to opt in to smart mm -hmm. delivery because yeah. I want to know what that means because I would have I would have that thought, means that you know if you want to double dip and you don't want to do smart delivery yeah you can then all right cool here's a remaster here's the Xbox Series X version of Game X from third party developer. Yeah, but that or third party publisher. That then means that they're splitting apart both those stores, right? The Xbox One store and the Xbox Series store. I don't think it would see you'd see them split across as much as it would be like when you go to the PlayStation store and there are PlayStation Vita games and PlayStation Three games and PlayStation Four games. I think there'd be Xbox One version, Xbox Series X version. I don't know how I feel about that though. I I mean like this is you want to talk about big tech energy. This yeah. is a putting it out on the table of like, hey, we're offering all this for free with our games. 
Yeah. Any Xbox game you get, right? And you buy it, you buy it once. And so if you want to play Halo Infinite on your Xbox One X, and we hope you really love it, and you buy an Xbox Series X, guess what? You have Halo Infinite, Xbox Series X, all bells and whistles. They're ready to go. I think the thing for me is I'm just surprised that that doesn't just work across the board automatically. Yeah. You know? And I wonder if that's a contract with developers of saying that, hey, like, you know, you, you're going to be able to resell these games on next gen if you want to. Of course, Microsoft Xbox, they don't want you to resell them, right? Smart delivery, they're probably going to market it and like really push it as like, hey, everybody should want to do this. Everybody should be able to uh, get their games or have ownership of their games and not have to rebuy their games. But the idea that that's not an automatic thing where right now I own, I don't know, whatever, like I'm trying to think of a random Xbox One game. Um, no, I'm good. Peanut M&M's, Barrett? No, we don't eat trash. Peanut, all right. Peanut oh. M&M's? We don't eat trash, Barrett. Wow. But like right now, say I, I own Lego Star Wars yeah. on Xbox One. That doesn't mean I automatically have it on Xbox Series X. Well, no, no, no. Remember, that game mm. would work on Xbox Series X. It They're saying get- if, if uh, TT Games and Warner Brothers put, out, put up a high-res version or wanted to re-release it as an Xbox okay. One Series X that came with whatever graphical improvements or whatever, mm-hmm. your games in your library would still work going forward. Yeah. You're saying this is for like... Enhanced versions. Exactly. Okay. What this really is, I feel like, because it, it's awesome and it's great, and don't get me wrong, I love it. I think it's way more uh, analogous. Uh, analogous? What, how do I pronounce analogous. that Analogous. Is that right? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it sounded really weird, right? Uh, <laughs> anyways, it's way more in line with how uh, Xbox Series X games, or X, no, I'm sorry, Xbox One X games have that enhanced for X feature, uh-huh. where it is that you're putting in the game and it's like, oh, you can download the 4K res textures if you want for it. It's that kind of thing where it's like, Instead of, I guess, it offering, like, hey, you could if you want to. It's just going to be the, I'll download that for you. I know that I'm an Xbox Series X. I know that there's this better thing out there. I'm going to get this for you. I'm going to give you the best version of this game. Yeah. And then you don't have to rebuy it. Yeah. This starts to answer the question, though, because me and, me and Tim have had this conversation before on KFGD. I think we've all had this conversation on, like, Gamescast and stuff of, like, how are re-released games or how – what is the option going to be for developers to re-release their games? Like, how is that yeah. going to look like? What is the box going to look like? Like, is it going to be an Xbox Series box? Is it going to be the box we see now where it's Xbox 360, Xbox One on the same box, and they just add Xbox Series on top of that? Yeah. Like, what is the cross-gen compatibility look like, really? Right, and so for it to be like, okay, no, we we're still giving an option for developers to have enhanced versions of their games, right? And whether that whether that is going to be, we're going to allow them to resell them, or give them the option to resell, or we're going to give them the option to smoothly transition players. I think that's I think that's cool. Uh, the cyberpunk cyberpunk thing I think is interesting because this makes me think even more so that their delay might have been for this mm, right yeah. their delay could have been to line up those releases together a bit more so that they could have that That was your prediction right that one of your predictions on the games cast that wasn't one of my predictions but okay. it, was a, it was a thing that i, I brought up okay uh, you, you thought they might be trying to time it out with that yeah and i think this makes more sense the idea that they could release on current gen in fall and have that splash on current gen and then be there at launch at next gen and have that second wave i mean the Even, test the test will be right will they have the cyberpunk xbox series x upgrade ready to go on the launch date of whatever the xbox series x is i think that will prove you prove you right or wrong on this one because if they have it ready to go great and if they don't because right even here right Mm -hmm. you'll receive will receive the xbox series upgrade for free when available like i think they're still holding out like "Eh, that's still a thing that's going to come out there maybe you'll get it maybe you won't oh that's a good point it's a very good point yeah we'll see what happens on that one but yeah the big question i think comes from paulo he wrote in to patreon.com slash games and says, With the recent announcement from Microsoft that your Xbox One games can be upgraded to Series X versions for free, parentheses, Tim was right, baby, 
Do you think Sony will be forced to take a similar approach? Oh man, I don't know. If, I don't see. I don't know if Sony's going to do the upgrade thing. That's my worry. Yeah. I think we'll be able to have that. I mean, they've they've said right. There's going to be backwards compatibility. Yep. And so you know that's already that's already there. We already know that's going to happen. I feel like Xbox has already cemented that like the how how cross-gen compatibility looks like for them as far as the getting the xbox one x enhanced versions of their games like they've already had practice at that they've they've already cemented what that looks like in their ecosystem yeah whereas playstation has not done that really like we have like ps2 on ps4 and we have one-off situations like that and we have ps now which doesn't really have any enhanced versions really i don't know if sony really has that in mind for the next generation i don't i don't I wouldn't think so. The one I would hang, the one that gets into this territory, because I feel like, and I could totally be proven wrong, not in a you're wrong situation, don't bother fucking writing in, but like for next generation coming around, are there going to be as many remasters and re-releases, right? You argue no, right? Because now backwards compatibility will be there, so everything's going to go. Like, if, if PlayStation 4 could have come out and said, hey, guess what, everybody? It's the PlayStation 4. It's backwards compatible with PS3. We figured out the cell processor. Mm-hmm. Would they have done Last of Us Remastered? And so I, looking at PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 5 and this question in particular, that's the kind of big question, right? Is So PlayStation 5 is going to come out. It's going to be backwards compatible. Would they do Last of Us Part 2 Remastered? And that's where you get into this weird territory of well, how does this shake out? And it the... For Xbox in particular, obviously, with the smart delivery stuff, mm-hmm. it is such a pro-consumer move as, you know, Xbox is, that is their bread and butter, what they do and why I think they're very dangerous next generation and what they're going to do and be able to move units for. But for every game that did get the, hey, it's it's Xbox One Exit Enhanced, right? And it yeah. did have the 4K texture. That didn't get, after a while, an article on IGN anymore. That didn't get front page placement in the walmart yeah. circular anymore right like every, that was an event every time every time they updated that list of yeah. xbox uh backwards compatible like that was an event on on ign or whatever websites you go to, to check up on that stuff yeah but did it move units did it set, move sales like that you know what i mean mm-hmm. was it just you're dusting off your old game to put it in which is great and works here obviously but even to phil's uh, statements here right like you're going to have baked-in benefits of things loading and running better and looking better on uh, Series X regardless of the smart delivery. Mm-hmm. Smart delivery is then this additional, hey, if you're putting on all these things, bells and whistles doesn't work. And so then to get to PlayStation, it's just this interesting conundrum of, I feel, the PlayStation 4, obviously, we didn't know when we were, they were remastering Last of Us uh, Remastered, but a runaway success PlayStation 4, right? Got into so many different people's hands, so many mm-hmm. millions of people's hands. So there's so many people that didn't play Last of Us on PS3 because they didn't own a PS3 or they owned it late or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? To get here now, it's like for PlayStation 5, are you worried about adoption rates for Ghost of Tsushima, for Last of Us Part 2, for Dreams to an extent? I mean, Dreams is going to be there regardless, but I don't know if yeah. you're worried about this 4K stuff and this package and the smart delivery. And if you are in your PlayStation and you're just worried about your first-party stuff, reselling those... Put them in the same box and say that, but I guess whatever your you know whatever the suggested retail price of the PlayStation Four version is, when you put out the remastered version on PlayStation Five, put a patch on the PlayStation Four version as well. But at that point, are we splitting so much hairs like your profit margin is going to be eaten into that? Why did why would anybody fucking care? Yeah, Last of Us Part Two is going to sell so incredibly well, and you want people to replay it on PlayStation Five. So you're putting better textures into it and graphics and stuff and like wasting somebody's time to do that? Like is it is it gonna be a financial benefit anymore? I mean, for me, I think it could be a good marketing tool for next gen, right? Like I, I have the prediction for on, on Gamescast that I could see it 
like I'm not necessarily sold that Horizon Zero Dawn Two is going to be at launch. And I know the whole conversation was well, like, what? How do they compete with Halo Infinite? Right? Xbox having a big game at yeah. launch if they don't have a big game at launch. And I think the way that they could do it is, you know, have a big old marketing push with Ghost of Tsushima in there and Last of Us Part Two in there and uh, Dreams in there, right? And they could set up the future, right? And say that, hey, in 2021 you'll get Horizon Zero Dawn Two, right? In in upcoming years, you're gonna get Spider-Man Two, right? And maybe even God of War, right? Like they could, they they could have that those future look like future looking kind of things. But in the meantime, they could go hard and push games that we associate with like this last year of PlayStation Four, but market them as PlayStation Five games. Because I don't know how, I don't know how much they'll want to split the two ecosystems between PS Four and PS Five. Like they're definitely gonna want to market, obviously, their PS Five games and their PS Five the new features for the PS5, but I could very well see a situation where you go to the PlayStation st- store and the s- stores are pretty much the same. Like maybe there's a, a tab you have to go to for PS4, but in theory, it's not much has changed as far as what the store looks like or how the stores operate. It's all the same kind of ecosystem. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that yeah. 100%. And I think it'll just be about how you're packaging the information you know what i mean i think yeah. playstation way more than xbox is excited to have playstation 5 boxes on the shelves and have it be, this is the new hotness this is the thing and i think that with backwards compatibility lends itself so well to the commercial that is playstation 5 and it's the dozen or so games hot here's the hot montage right and then at the end it's like plus whatever thousands of games mm. from playstation 4 and it is god of war and it is spider-man and it is all this stuff yeah and it can say running better than ever or whatever i want to call out and you're wrong nanobiologist says i think you guys are overlooking the smart delivery feature coupled with game pass get 300 plus free games that are upgraded to series x standards on launch day i want to be very clear that is not what they're saying that is not what they're saying at all the four de- generations of gaming is its own bullet point smart delivery is its own under four generations it talks about your favorite games, including titles and Xbox Game Pass, benefit from steadier frame rates, faster load times, and improved resolution and visual fidelity, all with no developer work required. Then the next one is the smart delivery thing, saying, this technology empowers you to buy a game once and know that, whether you're playing Xbox One or Xbox Series X, that you're getting the right version of the game for whatever Xbox you're playing on. We're making the commitment to use smart delivery on all of our exclusive Xbox Game Studios title, including Halo Infinite, ensuring you have you only have to purchase a title once in order to play the best version wherever you're playing it on. This technology is available to all the developers and publishers, and they can choose to use it for whatever they blah, 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 blah. Like, talking about where we're talking about, and then Cyberpunk coming in and saying the xbox series x version like that's where they're talking about i feel with the fork and granted we're filling in blanks here so maybe i'm wrong too but the yes every game you're gonna get hundreds of games on game pass that benefit from steadier frame rates faster load times and improved resolution but then the smart delivery stuff that cyberpunk is talking about is a very specific we are this says right we are gonna Mm -hmm. put out an xbox one version we are gonna put out a series x version you're only buying it once though and you'll get the benefit no matter where you are thanks to smart delivery is how i read all this yeah the idea that big third parties are going to do bigger and better versions of their games in next gen yeah. makes me think that PlayStation will want to find a way to do it. Right. And I don't think it'll be, I, I don't think it'll be in the same way or the same thing. Maybe it is like an, a, a new box and maybe you will have, man. Yeah. This is a, this is an interesting situation actually the more I think about it. Cause the idea that you can get that up res version or the, get the improved version on Xbox for free theoretically for quite a few games Right and maybe even a lot of games, that's going to be a chip in their in their hat or in the chip in 
a chip in their hat. A feather in their in their. I put a chip in my hat and a feather on my shoulder. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, but it's but here's the thing too that we're talking about in this these battle of titans as we worry about next generation and what that actually looks like is again is that xbox doubling down on what they've been doubling down on which is being the best place for services you know thinking gamers first and all that stuff and does that really move the needle if Mm -hmm. halo like so i think it was um matt piscatella industry analyst out there today when all this was breaking everybody's like flipping out about teraflops and everything else yeah just put up a thing and he's you know He's mad. He's not like in Sony's tank or anybody. Yeah. It was just content greater than uh, power. Yeah. And again, that's what this all comes down to is that if Xbox's first party lineup when they come out and they're like, here's what Game Studios has been working on, isn't great, doesn't doesn't have enough, they don't talk about it or whatever, and it is the same thing of here's Halo Infinite and Senua and like some yeah. other, like, and then Sony is like, hey, everybody, Horizon, Zero t- Horizon 2, Spider Man 2, God of War 2, and like has all that or teases all that or whatever they want to do with it. Mm hmm. Does, do you, is it enough of a big deal for people to be like, well, I know that the games I already own are going to be getting a 4K graphics pack or 8K graphic yeah. package? But it could also be a thing of like, oh, man, Cyberpunk's coming out, you know, in is it September, right? Oh, I can just wait a few months and get it for Xbox Series X where, where I know it's going to be is going to is going to play the best yeah. on console. As we know so far, right? I, I, I don't I don't have complete doubts that there will be like some kind of PlayStation version that's also that also runs better and also looks better and all that stuff, but we at this point we just don't know. We don't know. We don't. This is why it's fun to argue and not argue, but rant and rave about all this. <laughs> uh, it's going to be interesting. I think we're going to talk more about this on uh, PS. I love you today yeah. too about this. So we digress. Bless. What's next in Phil Spencer's report? As it continues. That's right, Kevin. Still on number one. A generation with players at the center. Xbox Series X is our fastest, most powerful console ever, designed for a console generation that has you at its center. With, this means a high-fidelity gaming, co- gaming experience enclosed in a quiet and bold design with the ability to discover thousands of games across four generations, all with more playing and less waiting. Whether it's empowering amazing creators at our 15 Xbox Game Studios, fueling game, discover- fueling game discovery with Xbox Game Pass, or expanding what and where you can play with Project xCloud, Team Xbox stands for frictionless pathways between players and the best experiences our remarkable art form has to offer. Xbox Series X represents that same commitment for players who want, who want immediate immersion in games that also look and feel better than ever. We can't wait to share more details about the the new Xbox with you in the coming months. I'm excited. I'm also excited. I want more. Um, it's gonna be E3, right? I know we keep, we keep saying this, but like even them saying at the beginning of this mentioning E3 makes me think E3 is gonna be the big blowout. I do. However, in your wrong, somebody had called out today that uh, Tom Warren over at the Verge, I guess, and I I can't see it on his Twitter right now, and granted, because I'm hosting a show in the middle of it, uh, that he had said he had heard there or he I don't know if it, it was your wrong, so it's very uh-huh. casual that like he's predicting or not confirming by any stress imagining, but that I would still think you go E3. I would still think that these serve the purpose. This. Uh, announcement here is very similar to the announcement of everything that PlayStation done is wa- in Wired. Yeah. And you wait and make your Xbox press conference fucking rocking. Yeah. And it, especially when you're the only game in town, right? And have that live energy and have that live audience. I still think PlayStation goes before them somewhere else. I still think they do their own thing as we predicted on Gamescast. Watch the Gamescast, everybody. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, I do have a question for you, though. What up? It comes from DJ Brad Schill. Wrote into patreon.com slash games and says, What's good, guys? Does the Xbox news this morning get you any more excited for the Series X or just next gen in general? 
Personally, I'm excited for the awesome addition of cross-buy with the smart delivery feature, and I feel like quick resume will be much appreciated uh, a quality life feature. The news of the 12 terrified flops didn't surprise me too much. Uh, we all know this thing is going to be a monster. I'm just waiting for Daddy Phil to show us the games. That's what I think will get me fully excited for next gen on Xbox. Just wanted to hear your opinions on the news. Hope you guys have a great week. So now that we've gone through it all, yeah. blessing Eddie Oye Jr., are you more hyped? I'm very hyped. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 but like I said, right, the idea of quick resume, I think, it sound, I think sounds awesome. The idea of how SSDs can improve the experience, right? The quicker load times, the, the, I guess that it does include quick resume, right? And just the idea that everything is quicker and snappier, I mean, that sounds awesome. And I, I think to the idea of Matt's tweet about content yeah. being greater than power, I feel like so far Xbox is kind of delivering on both, right? Like in competition with, with PlayStation, maybe not as much, but still like when you look at Xbox as far as what all this means, the uh, all the stuff about cross compatibility and like uh, being able to have backwards compatibility, all that stuff. I think that counts for content, right? Like all like being able to play play an improved version of Cyberpunk, being able to play improved versions of all the Xbox uh, first party games. I if think, you don't mind me interjecting, yes. being able to use Game Pass maybe for the first yep. time, being able to use XCloud with your existing games library. Yeah. Like, no, I think we've talked about it, and I know I've talked about it a lot. Right? Is the fact that. Xbox has been doing so great at building this foundation and putting all these programs together and doing all these cool things that all they need whenever they reveal it, whether it be at an event before E3 or at E3, and they come out with their launch lineup and now an arsenal, you know, a stable of 15 game studios that are just theirs, that are going to make exclusives for them. If they can get people through the door to either try on their Xbox One X that maybe they haven't tried or played on or whatever, yeah. and then or upgrade and buy the Series X, I think we're back to what we're talking about earlier in the show where I was talking about Last of Us with PS3 to PS4, where it was like, maybe you didn't ever own a PS3, so you never play Last of Us, you get excited for it. I think it can be the same thing, that if they come out and they show awesome games, sell it, and Halo Infinite's great, Mm -hmm. the people who are going to jump in there are going to jump in there and then go, well, what is Game Pass? Oh, fuck, this game's on there, I never played this game, I always wanted to. I'm doing it for two bucks a month or whatever the promotional deal is. You suddenly are locked into that ecosystem, let alone, oh, maybe I want to try, oh, you know, I'm a big Destiny fan, and they just put up this thing, so now I'm going to, you know, on Xbox with xCloud, jump in, do whatever I need to, get out, just not even play the game necessarily as much as use the service. Yeah, and I'm not like a, I'm not passionate when it comes to power and, and, and fidelity necessarily, but I feel like they are communicating, communicating it in a way that makes me kind of understand yeah. how this really can improve the experience. Uh, Kevin, can I get the shock mic turned up? Forbes, 30 under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby lose in San Francisco. Because they're genetically enhanced now. AKA the engaged one at Tim Gettys joins us. Let Tim host. Um, I could not be more excited waking up this morning. Seeing yeah. this news, it's obviously all good news. Um, this gen, we've been talking a lot about, especially with the Xbox One X, it's become my third-party machine. Yeah. It has won me over from the PlayStation ecosystem. Granted, I never cared too much about trophies and stuff, but I very much was a PlayStation Nintendo guy. And at my core, I still am. But when it comes to third-party games, any third-party game, including things like Kingdom Hearts that are very close to me, uh-huh. I'm going to want to play them on Xbox because the Xbox One X has proven to have the better uh, patches compared to the PS4 Pro. Them talking right now, talking about Series X enhanced and all this, it's exactly what I wanted to hear. I remember almost a decade ago now doing the switch from PS3 to PS4 and just being so let down that my PS1 classics that I spent mm, years mm, buying yeah. on PS3, I could not play them on PS4. And to this day, you can't. Like, that's it, it 
boggles my mind that that's how that that's how that went. But that's how things were then. Seeing this and seeing Xbox not only solve that problem, but enhance the problem. Enhance the the solution. Enhance the solution, yeah. Um, You know, Bless and I have been talking about Sonic Generations for (laughs) the last two weeks. Mm -hmm. That's an Xbox 360 game that you can now play in 4K. It's not just backwards compatibility. It's backwards compatibility enhanced for the Xbox One X. That's only going to continue to happen. Old games are only going to continue to get better. And that right now is exclusive to Xbox. So I understand old games are old or whatever, they're making old games new. Like that's such an important, powerful thing that right now only Xbox has. In addition to making new games better, all of that stuff. I I'm so so surprised, pleasantly surprised that this is actually the future that we're, we're getting into now. I want to present a question. Oh though. wow! And this is uh, this is to you, Greg. Oh, but hey. knowing you don't know the tech side too much of things, it's also to Thank the you. audience because yes. I want to get some facts here. Sure. All right. PlayStation, obviously, all eyes are on them now. Can they match this? Can they can they change PS Now? Can they do something to, you know, kind of emulate Game Pass and X Cloud and all that? Blah blah blah. Yeah. Backwards compatibility being such a huge focus for Xbox and just play all your games that are yours, whatever backwards and forwards compatible. Can PlayStation do that? We know PS One games can play. We know PS Two games can play. We know PS Four games, PS Three games. Right now, they're streamable on PS Now. They're not downloadable on mm-hmm. PS Now. Mm-hmm. All the other console or all the other games can be downloaded and played on the console. That's because of the cell processor and all that stuff, correct? Yeah, yeah. Can that be fixed? There was a rumor not too long ago, right, that uh, some kind of enhanced. Uh, what are they? Hold on. Uh, it was actually in. I, saw, I remember, and then Eurogamer brought it up. Here we go. Uh, I'm going to read from Eurogames article, uh, Lottie Lynn, right? Uh, PS5 backwards compatibility with PS1, PS2, and PS3 is unlikely. As the PS4 doesn't have this feature, the chance of it being included on the PS5 is very low. Yet, a patent filed in 2018 suggested, quote, remastered by emulation, which replaced the textures from old games with new ones on the fly. It's unknown whether this method is is a method for upscaling the PlayStation back catalog or replacing the textures from old games with new ones. It's interesting stuff. Yeah, we'll see. And again, it comes back to what we were talking about earlier, like services. It's and again, this Xbox lost this generation with PlayStation Four, right? Because of services versus content, right? Content won out. People wanted the exclusives. They wanted the you know here it was. This is a games machine. I'm playing a games machine. Xbox struggled with first parties, but had really great programs that have come on even stronger here at the end. I think launching with those programs in the state they are right now is a game changer. And I think launching that with being able to say, we have 15 studios. Here's three of the games that you're going to see. Halo yeah. Infinite, knock on wood, is fucking amazing. You, you have to play Halo Infinite. And also all the, the backwards compatibility with peripherals. Yeah. And then building things like the Xbox uh, Elite controller and the Series 2 just coming out, being a fantastic controller. It's like, they're just they're, next gen's already started yeah. for them. You know, it's like that's that's such a, a a change of pace from what we've seen before. But I I'm loving this. And then the other thing, of course, the CD Project Red news. Yeah, like this is uh, them putting that out there is the biggest dick swing I've ever seen. Where it's just like, yo, Xbox is announcing this, Cyberpunk right behind them. What does that mean for Ubisoft and EA and all the other third parties? Like, you're gonna get laughed out of town if you don't do that. You know what I mean? If you, but how many? How many do you think are going to re-release PlayStation Five versions of their games? That's the thing. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, PlayStation Five versions. Yeah. That that that's the thing is, does PlayStation have some type of answer to yeah. this? They better. 
Because it's that thing, again, for, and I know we're splitting hairs and I reading a lot into different stuff here, but for Xbox talking about smart delivery and all the bells and whistles, like, it makes sense for them to really take care of their first parties. But how much does, or it takes uh, the first party studios and games, how much does it matter to Ubisoft for, let's even say, like, fucking Odyssey? Are they not going to, I don't, are they going to patch Odyssey to have a 4K version or let alone where they're going to rebundle Odyssey and put it out as a remaster? I think they version? will. Yeah. I really do. I mean, I, that's the, the Sonic Generations. Sega game, right? And yep. that's a, a last gen thing. Granted, that's very different, but it's like, yeah, I, I think that that's a sign of where Xbox is trying to head with all of this. And I think that they were going to push people in the years that we've seen the exclusive deals, right? With like, oh, you get these online modes, or you get this the map pack early or whatever. It's I think that could turn into Xbox being like, hey, yeah, no, we're gonna pay Ubisoft extra on the side to ensure that we have this if PlayStation doesn't, or it's gonna also just force PlayStation mm-hmm. to come up with a similar system, which. If PlayStation doesn't have this, I think that's a huge miss on their part. Yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, somebody in your wrong linked me to the uh, article here that they were talking about with uh, Tom Warren speaking. I'll read it. It's from last week, however, though, so which makes it interesting about today's stuff. Rumor, Microsoft going to fully reveal Xbox Series X before E3. Uh, there have been many rumors, and I'm sorry, and this is from uh, thegamepost.com. Author is Zuhad Ali. Uh, there have been many rumors and leaks for Microsoft's next-gen console, that's Xbox Series X, and players can't wait to find out when the actual reveal for the console is. Uh, well, now we have some solid leaks from the industry inside, from an industry insider. Tom Warren, senior editor at The Verge, has replied to a reset-era thread that asked a question, when are we getting a full reveal for Xbox Series X? E3? Question mark. To which he replied, no, before E3. Now, we do suggest take everything with a grain, and that's it. That's, all, that's what they're going off okay. of. Which, even though... I, this kind of if if I'm on the other side of that off the record thing of like hey they're gonna talk about the Xbox Series X next week or whatever or soon, and I responded to that which I wouldn't but if I did I'd respond to that and like this could be that yeah yeah I mean I still think E3 is when they go big absolutely. show the games do the thing I don't think they get an independent event hey, before then hey, but how dope is it like for reals how dope is it that Phil Spencer's just straight up writing these blog posts yeah like, it's just like I just love like that to me it's sh- there's the, the the personality with the facts with the uh, transparency it's like that's what we want to see from these these big guys from the first parties especially yeah at the beginning of this piece about Xbox Series X right Phil Spencer writes at Xbox we value being open and transparent with you and I'm proud to, to be able to share these details about some some of the t- technologies we're enabling for the next generation and look forward to boldly sharing more as we head towards e3 which tells me of course like that we know they're gonna have an e3 press conference but as they the the phrasing of as we head toward e3 you think be, i think it'll be more po- posts like this i think you got a couple mm. more posts like or a p- big post like yeah this. i imagine too yeah. like that's huge right yeah like imagine if they get a couple more imagine if then we they get square coming forward being like yeah avengers is also going to be um xbox smart compatible or smart. yeah and i could see that also for like Watch Dogs Legion and uh, which call it Gods and Monsters for for Ubisoft, right? Like the games that are coming out this year and late this year, and games that have been delayed, right? That might coincide with details about next gen and cross compatibility. Yeah, I could I could see it happening quite a bit, but also I don't know how much it's gonna, it's going to happen past this, like games that are coming out this year, right? Yeah. Like how far back into the catalog does Ubisoft and other big companies? If reach? I can jump in right there, uh, DH Ruminator wrote into your wrong, not a your wrong, but obviously this is a great conversation. So let's keep it going. Um, on the topic of smart delivery, 
Think about Ubisoft and Rainbow Six. They just recently announced that Siege will be available for next gen. It'd be a, bit, a pretty big fuck you not to have smart delivery for that game versus people having to pay $10, $15, etc. to buy a Series X version of the game uh, that is only growing. And that's an, that's an actually really interesting wrinkle that I didn't think about because I'm talking about, oh, your single-player game that's done and out. Why would you upgrade that? Where it is that, yes... What about The Division? What about Borderlands? What yeah. about these games and services that are hopefully, knock on wood, even cross-compatible, backwards-compatible, it's all going to work flawlessly. Yeah. You come over, but yeah, you want to put out a version to get that player base. Although I do wonder how an enhanced version of Rainbow Six Siege looks like, or do they enhance it? Because oh, yeah. they've also said it's cross-play, cross though, between generations. That's so, just the graphics, though, right? Yeah, but I feel like there's an inherent advantage there, right? If you're playing on a if you're playing on a new version that might have like more FPS or you know mm. better fidelity or whatever it may you be. You say right? that, but remember when people were playing a uh, PUBG on Xbox, and if you were playing on Xbox One X, you could see the grass, and if you were playing on Xbox One, you couldn't. So sometimes people were just laying in an empty field, <laughs> and be like there he is, bam. Yeah, I feel like those advantages are going to be th- those exist right now on PC, right? If someone has a nicer PC than a lesser PC, it's, it's a Fortnite there. problem, right? Of crossplay, where yeah, who are you yeah. playing with and what are you doing? And I, yeah. I think that's what you'll probably see people do. It's like, all right, cool, yeah, it's cross-play if you really want it, but we're going to put you into pools of where you're actually playing with people on the same hardware as you. But Exciting stuff, man. I love it. Thank you. Tim, I'd love it if you would fill my water. Thank you, buddy. You're a good man. You look great today. I'm excited for any Explorers. Uh, number two on the Roper Report. Uh, Jesus Christ. After this, we're going to do ads. 52 minutes in. Uh, DualShock 5 might use biofeedback. This is Jake Bishop, Jake Bishop over at Respawn First. DualShock 5, Sony Interactive Entertainment's next-generation controller for the PlayStation 5, will seemingly be using biofeedback to mon- modify user experience. According to a new Sony patent, the controller will feature sensors to gather biofeedback from the user's hands during normal use. The sensor on one or both sides of the DualShock 5 grips are going to track electrodermal activity, sweat secretion, and heart rate. The biofeedback will then be used by the PlayStation 5 to make adjustments to a user's gaming experience. How exactly this will happen and what changes we can expect is unknown. Thank you, Tim. Uh, the patent doesn't specify the changes uh, this system is capable of making to your experience. However, the patent does mention using images captured uh, of the user, which indicates that part of it may depend on the PlayStation camera as well. The goal of the patent, as described by the document, is to provide an immersive and highly interactive experience for players. Uh, the patent indicates that the features it, the feature is designed to work with uh, virtual reality, which means Sony plans to make uh, take VR experiences to a whole new level. The biofeedback will help the system understand a user's emotional responses during gameplay. When users are experiencing emotional responses, their sweat glands may be stimulated, and thus a change in their electrodermal activity can be measured. Uh, the patents seem to be very interesting and can help developers create better, more immersive gameplay experiences. However, this also raises concerns about your biofeedback data being shared or possibly sold to third parties. I love how whatever we we wake up to like news from Microsoft and they're like power teraflops, uh, game backwards, delivery, this backwards, yeah, all yeah, this yeah. stuff, right? And PlayStation's like, we can tell when you're when you're not sweating. even. This is the thing. <laughs> I hate reading patents, but I like putting in like things that are interesting, especially for as we like all just love to eat up and gossip about next gen. Yeah, but like. Do you think this actually makes it? No, I no? don't think this actually happens. I think especially. I mean, like first off. I, I was looking thing the for Jake's article. I didn't see a link to the actual uh, thing. He had okay. images of it, mm-hmm. and so I don't know what date it was filed on or in that jazz. If it actually mentions DualShock by name or anything like that, it's it seems like a neat idea of like cool. But I th- I think it's also it, let's keep the price down for the packing controller. Let's keep this. Yeah. Let's not. Let's learn again from the mistakes of the PlayStation Vita. Even the mistakes I would say of the DualShock Four of like bells and whistles. We don't really need with the light bar draining the controller battery and all these different things. 
Let's just keep it simple. Yeah, this Let's seems like a simple. thing that that would be implemented into maybe three games. Exactly, a hundred percent. And like, I, I, in theory, I like the idea of, you know, this is the in the patent, right? This is being aimed toward VR experiences, right? I like the idea of maybe like a workout game. Yeah, that exactly. Like can measure that, right? hundred percent. Like, is that worth putting into the controller that you're going to pack in with with everything and increasing the price for that? And that's the biggest question about it, right? Is that is this a pack in? Would this be the normal thing? Would it be an additional thing? Would it be added for one or two select games? Because it could be done in a, a variety of different ways. Where yeah, a workout game is exactly what I thought of as well, right? Because yeah. when you're at the gym and you're on the machine, you're touching those things, it reads your heart rate and it knows yeah. what to do. So. There'd be that. On top of that, I think horror games would be really cool. Where if you're not thing. stressed out, it's able to actually ramp up the scariness and like yeah. keep you on. But your But also, toe. like, how well will that work? You know, exactly. With none of it, different yeah, people exactly. sweat in different ways. Yeah, 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 exactly. So something to watch for, but I would not expect to actually be wheeled out at the PlayStation reveal event where they're like, and now also. Yeah. Here's a sweat control. You sweat. Uh, time, ladies and gentlemen, to tell you about our sponsors. Uh, remember, you go to patreon.com slash games to support us and get the show ad-free. But if you want to hear the ads, here they are. We're going to talk about the besties. Hey, listeners. We know you love all things video games, so we want to tell you about the Spotify original podcast called The Besties. Every Friday, the creators of the Adventure Zone, Justin and Griffin McElroy and uh, and, and are joined. God, it always screws me up the way they write this. Are joined by their two best friends in hardened video game reporters, Rush Frustrick and Chris Plant, uh, to go deep on a single new video game. If you've been a fan of Polygon, you'll know these guys. They co-founded it. Plus, the besties cover all the major moments in video games in 2020, from new console launches to Cyberpunk 2077 and beyond. Beyond. And at the end of the year, they do complete showdown, a complete showdown, uh, pitting the top games of the year against one another to get to the top game of the year. It's pretty epic. But the besties can't do it without their fans who write in each and every week with all sorts of goofy suggestions. It's like a book club for video games. Of course, Justin, a huge supporter of Kind of Funny. He has his own segment in Orioration because he was there from the very beginning. We love him. Go support the besties. You can find the besties on Spotify, which also has your favorite podcasts, including this one, and music all for free. Listen to the besties free only on Spotify. Our next sponsor is the Gaming Ride Home podcast. I want to tell you about a new great video game podcast the gaming ride home podcast it is video game news all the headlines rumors reviews hardware leaks release date confirmations and more all delivered to you every day at 5 p.m perfect for your home commute the show is hosted by former game informer and ign writer uh kyle hilliard uh and it's only 15 to 20 minutes long uh it's like too long didn't read as a service kyle is online all day reading all the tweets reading all the rumor blogs consolidating all the chatter in the world to one podcast that you can listen to in your busy, busy life. It's like we're, you know, kind of funny games daily. This giant rambling yeah. show for an hour plus, and Kyle's like, "Here's what you actually need to know about." Uh, this is the latest show from the Ride Home Podcast Network, uh, the daily news podcast, folks, celebrating two years and twenty-five million downloads. Search your podcast app right now and subscribe to Gaming Ride Home. Back to the news. Number five, uh, Kojima has bailed on GDC. Number over five. Number three, Kojima <laughs> has bailed on GDC over the coronavirus. This is Julia Lee at Polygon. Uh, Hideo Kojima and Kojima Productions will not be attending the Game Developers Conference this year due to concerns about the uh, coronavirus. I don't read any of the names. The COVID. I don't do any of this stuff. The coronavirus. According to a, a post on the company's website. Quote, Kojima Productions has made the difficult decision to cancel our participation at the 2020 Game Developers Conference due to increasing concerns related to the novel. Damn it, they made me do it. Novel coronavirus. Uh, although much anticipated, unfortunately, this cancellation also includes uh, Hideo Kojima's session on the 19th and Eric Johnson's session on the 16th, the post reads. 
Kojima, originally one of GDC's premier guests, uh, was set to do a panel covering Death Stranding. He was uh, slated to talk about the game's concept, theme, storytelling, game mechanics, and development, utilizing the overarching keyword of connection as a framework, according to the conference's announcement. Several game companies, like uh, Sony and Oculus, have pulled out of GDC already, and the Final Fantasy XIV development team, as well as Sony canceling their PAX East plans due to coronavirus concerns. If that wasn't enough, Kowloon Knights, a global video game investment fund dedicated to supporting premium PC console independent developers, tweeted today, Hi, everyone. We wanted to give you an update about GDC. As a team, we have decided to pull out of GDC over th- this year with international travel concerns on the rise due to COVID-19. Uh, we want to do our best to care for ourselves and others. The hits keep coming, Bless. Yeah, uh, it's unfortunate, but I guess take care of yourself. Of course. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Even though, like, the chances of actually catching coronavirus at gdc you're probably gonna be very low sure but i understand like the concern of course there's, exactly yeah there i mean there, there's a risk there's a risk of getting sick anywhere though. yeah i was gonna Just say there's a, risk, there's a risk that can get small you know i mean right so now. many people are gonna get sick. let me get like uh, spoiler alert for you fan right now who's going to pax east this weekend a lot of you going to get sick oh because you're all filthy and you don't wash your hands and you and then you you're like oh i used some perel after playing that game an hour and a half ago so now i can eat this pizza with my hands no. you can't don't do that and wear a condom and wear a condom I think that's the number one way to catch coronavirus is your dick. <laughs> so, all right, just be careful about it. All right, that's what I'm saying over there. But, but yeah, exactly. It's now this crazy thing of like, man, are are more people going to go? And like, it's GDC is on the radar here. But as concerns continue and you see bigger and bigger names leave, what does that do for PAX this weekend? Are we going to see more people pull out of that? Are you going to see a, dr- a dip in an actual attendance at PAX because of that? What and this is the what if somebody actually gets sick of it? Can you imagine if somebody oh my actually God. gets if somebody gets the coronavirus at PAX? or, or if somebody flying oh there God. gets and like you know how it always is like oh man this person went through Montreal airport and they had it and they, they're the only one who got sick or whatever that we know of but like what if it happens too where one person came from international and they yeah. got it in this thing last time I checked there was only one case of coronavirus in Boston yeah if you notice too I originally had it on here but I knew this was gonna be a long show yeah. so I cut it off the mayor of Boston oh, yeah. sent a letter to PlayStation be like please come to PAX yeah no, I have like, that you're, you know, let's not do this like giant thing of concern we'll talk about that on PSLV probably perfect there you go everybody don't worry about that um, and then finally uh, number four Bethesda is bouncing from G G Force now uh, this is James Bachelor at Games Industry App is. Bethesda Softworks has also opted to remove its games from NVIDIA's streaming service, GeForce Now. Uh, the removal was announced by are on the NVIDIA forums by community manager Corey Banks, who noted that Wolfenstein Youngblood would still be compatible with GeForce Now. The news follows Activision Blizzard's decision to pull its catalog from the streaming service just one week after launch. An NVIDIA spokesperson later explained that their inclusion had been a, quote, misunderstanding, believing the publisher's participation in the trial to extend to the full service. On the NVIDIA blog, General Manager Phil Eisler noted that Bethesda may not be the last publisher to withdraw from GeForce Now. Quote, As we approach a paid service, some publishers may choose to remove their games before the trial period ends, he wrote. Ultimately, they maintain control over their content and decide whether the game you purchase includes streaming on GeForce Now. Meanwhile, others will bring uh, back... Others will bring games back as they continue to realize GeForce Now's value. Stay tuned for more on that. This is like seeing like the promised child just like trip over and fall yeah. multiple times in a row and it's like you're supposed to be the chosen one why are you why are you disappointing me like this yeah uh yeah that's unfortunate for geforce now i i wonder like what those conversations are like like for to take off your games from geforce now because you talked about this before right you don't really lose much by having your game on the service 
right? Like you people are playing your game because they already have. They already game. bought it. Yeah, they yeah, already they, bought your they've game. They've given you the money. Yeah, they yeah, own yeah, yeah. they they own whatever Bethesda game they're they're trying to play. Right? Let's just say Fallout Four. I own Fallout Four, and GeForce Now just allows me to stream Fallout Four uh, via, I guess what. What's GeForce Now available on? Is it on smartphones? Or I guess it's on... The, it's on computers. On computers. So you're able to stream... Oh, wait. So you're, you're, you're able to stream from, like, your NVIDIA, like, laptop, say. No, you don't need a NVIDIA laptop. It's, it's a portal. Just, I have it. Oh, so it's on, it's on all devices. Yeah, yeah. Okay, on my computer right now, I can start it up, and all my accounts are gotcha. linked, and I can start I, realized I, didn't, I didn't really think about it. I was, God like, game it. I was like, where is it available? I think it's... Yeah, you said Shield, ta- Shield right? Like, it's on that right now, and I think it's... I think so. Yeah. You keep talking about your thing. I'll bring it up. But yeah, like the the idea that people are taking off their games, I imagine that's probably like them trying to to snatch a deal. Yeah, imagine right. See if they can talk to Stadia or whoever to try to get that uh that deal going. Get them deals. GeForce Now instantly transforms nearly any laptop, desktop, Mac, Shield TV, or Android mobile device gotcha. into the PC gaming device you've always dreamed or rig you've always dreamed of. I might try it out. Like I said, I, like, I, I, I got I it and I set it phone. up, but I haven't, I haven't kicked around. Yeah. It's an Android phone. Come on. You know? I know Apple's the one who fucks it all up. Don't get me wrong. I know they're the problem. But oh, yeah. Still, of course. I'm going to blame Android. Blessing. Yes. I'm excited to try the GeForce Now thing that I've had for a couple days and I haven't done anything with. But I'm just so goddamn busy and there's new games coming out. If I want to know what new games are out today, what would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, Mathland is on Nintendo Switch, dorks. Uh, Project Aether. Aether? Aether is on First Contact. What? Project Aether, First Contact PC. Money Loves Silence is on PC. I wouldn't mind seeing a trailer yeah, for Money, Money Loves, Loves Silence. Silence on PC. And then Poly Duels is on PC. And actually, there is an update that is not a game, but is something I know a lot of people have been looking for. You can now eject a disc from your Xbox One by pressing X. At the home's console, when you're on, you know how it says, like, when it's like you got a Blu-ray disc in there, yeah. you got a game in there, you can hit the X button and the disc will come out. Could you not do that before? No. You had to hit the eject button. I had never noticed that. As somebody who only buys digital now, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, here we go. This I is the trailer have, for Money Love Silence. I have like two Xbox discs. Wow, wow. Looks like a horror game. Can you get your mouse out of the way? Oh, now we're here. Now I got a car. What are you going to say, Kev? Oh, Money Love Silence. Okay. Now I'm a knight or something with a gun. I'm Whoa. a Hellgast. I'm fighting Hellgast. I got a briefcase. Wow. These, oh, wow. Hold on a second. All right. That was awesome. Yeah, I have no idea why this. you do that. <laughs> but he flicked the coin like Two-Face, and then he shot it, and it immediately attacked the dude with the coin. And here we got uh, this thing. Or choose the communication method. What is happening? I don't know. Every choice is a consequence. All right. We're not sure if this is really the game, but apparently it might be. It looks like a nun. Remember that nun from? Oh Bro. my god! So it's a, it's like. A, oh my god! Oh yeah. <laughs> Money loves silence. That's scared. Money. And the si- the the I and silence is across. Yeah, which would you? Chapter be a one's tea, coming soon. But... I have no idea what the fuck that game's about, but it's got the nun from Conjuring. It's got Two Faces coin, developed? and it's got the Hellgast in it. So fuck yeah, go get them. Yeah. Uh, new dates for you. House Flipper is on PlayStation 4 tomorrow. Kevin, I've never seen a game more for you than House Flipper. I've heard good what, things about House Flipper. Really? Yeah. I had never heard of it till today. Where, I think yeah. you take like houses that are crappy and then you make them better. <laughs> yeah. You go in there in first person mode. Yeah, exactly. Kevin, you should get it. 
I don't know. You, you, you go to the blog, go to the PlayStation blog, you'd find it there. Um, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to squad up. This is where one of you writes in, wanting help in a video game. You give me your name, username, platform of choice, why you help in a game. I read here, the best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Uh, today, I didn't take any of your suggestions. Remember, you have to write in every day. If you don't get it, you got to write in again. Uh, instead, I'm going to tell you again, come play Firewall Zero Hour with at least me and David from Upload VR and the developers of the game. PlayStation VR, tomorrow night, that's Tuesday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. You can watch us start the stream on YouTube.com slash Upload VR. It'll be David's, well, I'll be partied up in the beginning, and then we'll disperse to play with all of you. Just randomly jump into stuff. Go into random matches, party up with best friends, find out what's happening. Hopefully shoot me in the head. Blessing? Yes. It's time to find out what we messed up as we messed it up. Of course, we watch people. We ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up. Let's see what we got in here. Somebody trying to call me out on that. Oh, interesting. Tagless02 says, info on GeForce and and on Android. You must play your games on PC first in the GeForce launcher in order to be able to play them on your phone. Android, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess you have to have started that game in the Android or, or in the GeForce, la GeForce launcher. Huh. Okay. I mean, it's a weird kind of thing. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. A big old one today. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can be part of the show, but you can t kick us a few bucks. Uh, get the show ad-free. Get the post show we're about to do exclusively. Remember, that happens each and every day. Uh, we're going to be back all week long. Hosts look like this. Tuesday. It's going to be Blessing in Imran, a 9.30 a.m. show Whoa. that I did not tell oh. Imran about. Oh, So, Imran, are you watching? Let me know. Otherwise, everybody tweet at Imran and say, it's a 9.30 a.m. show tomorrow. Be here like 9.15. I'm going to forget between then and there, though. The phone's right there. Well, i got to say goodbye to everybody. Uh, Wednesday, it's me and Gary Witta. Thursday, it's Blessing and Tim. Friday, it is myself and Blessing. Worth pointing out, I assume, that tomorrow... 9.30 a.m. show, right? Uh -huh. So we can do in review sooner for the old Aquaman. So that in the afternoon, the one and only Pete Hines from Bethesda is coming oh. in to do a taped episode of We Have Cool Friends. So if you have questions for Pete Hines, you need to go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Get those in on the participation forms so you can ask Pete why he taps his leg and answers our E3 phone calls every year. Because I don't understand. He's a good boy, you know? Gamescast is Wednesday at 2 p.m. It's what games are 10 out of 10 for you. Going to be myself, oh. Blessing, Tim, and Fran. You excited about that one? Yeah, I'm really excited about Can't that one. Can't wait to see all it's our crappy-ass Sonic games you bring to the table. Oh, man. Sonic Generations? It's like a nine. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Like, subscribe, share, do all that jazz. Leave us reviews and all that jazz. You know how it works. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.